Peace is a pursuit, and there's always joy in the journey. Thank you for joining episode 74 the Bryce Harper podcast. I want to share um, some thoughts from a message I just recently preached, and depending on when you listen to this, I have just arrived back um, within the, this last week from Israel, who is right now in a conflict, in a war, and me, along with about a dozen or so other pastors, were in Israel showing our solidarity and our support, and it was a life-changing experience. We went all the way down to about a half mile from Gaza. We visited Kafar Azah, Sadarat, some of the areas that were just viciously um, attacked by Hamas at the meet people who have loved ones held hostages, held, held as hostage, and as well as meet people who lost family members from the massacre that unfolded on October 7th of 2023. Leading up into the trip, I was honestly pretty nervous. I'd had moments where I was pretty peaceful, other moments where I was really unsettled. And of course, like anything that we decide to do as me and Sarah, we, we, we decide together. And we don't ever decide on anything. I don't, I don't ever decide on something that she's not for and vice versa. We always make sure that we're unified in whatever kind of decision we make. So leading up to this trip, I thought for sure Sarah would be like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. I got to stay home with three girls. You're going to the Middle East. It's around Christmas. I, you know, I just, just a, it's a lot. There's a lot going on in our ministry, a lot going on in our home. And so when I asked her about the possibility of going on this trip, I mean, her immediate response, it was, you need to go on that trip. And uh, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I guess part of me was kind of thinking, yeah, she's going to say no. I don't have to worry about all this. And so, so yeah, I, I had gone from excitement to unsettledness, uh, peaceful to concern. Um, these were just some of the emotions and themes of my prayers and the sense I had in my heart just leading up to the trip. And was this the right thing to do? I mean, tensions are high in the region, in the Middle East. Um, you might be saying, like, why? Why go? What, what good is it for, for someone like you to go? I was asking the same thing. What good am I there, right? I mean, wouldn't I just be in the way? Um, we're going to show support and solidarity, and couldn't I just do that from my social media posts? Couldn't I just do that and teach my family the truth and my friends and ministry, those that um, that I know, what I've gained from going to Israel twice within the past couple of years? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that be the whole point, right, is to take my experiences, my knowledge, and share it with those around me? You know, I remember last year going to the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem, 2022, and there's this outdoor balcony and walkway. It's very simple, beautiful, you know, nature scene outside the museum. It was just a beautiful day, and I remember after, and I've been to the Holocaust Museum before in D.C., I was very aware of the things that I was going to see, but I remember so vividly standing on that balcony in Jerusalem and just genuinely, yet profoundly, thanking God 
for the life I'd been given and, and the gratefulness I had for the atrocities my life has never had to endure. And in the same breath, I said another few words in my prayer. I mean, just weeping. This can never happen again. Well, then October 7th happened. You know, when there is tension, when there is something difficult going on, it's, it's not really time for to sit back and not do anything. Um, and for all of history, a certain group of people have suffered over and over again. More than we should fear evil, we should fear remaining silent and fear being on the wrong side of history. I, I don't think Israel is better than other nations. I don't think Jews are better than other people groups. I do know God is a keeper of his promises and who he scatters, he gathers. And I do think and do believe the enemy does not battle where there are no spoils. I do think opposition on any person or people group, not just Israel or Jews or anything like that, on anybody is an indicator of opportunity. It's an indicator of potential. That opposition that you might be facing in your life is a sign of opportunity. And I do do know in all of this, peace has to be pursued. I didn't have peace in my heart about all the things that were kind of going on, but when I landed in Israel just last week, I had so much peace. When I got there, I mean, I just and I believe, again, it is a sign and a wonder to me and to anybody else who's been there of just God's hand um, over that nation. And I don't know what kind of persuasion you are of theologically replacement theology, fulfillment theology, wherever you're at on any of those kind of things. I would just ask you, have you been to Israel? Do you know people? who live in Israel. What is your take on Israel based on the amount of experiences, knowledge, wisdom, relationships, and contrast um, in your life? Um, last year, I read the Bible in a month. It was crazy. I mean, I, I, I consumed so much Bible every single day in the month of January last year. It was... I... I, I highly recommend doing that. There is an immersion that happens that you don't really get when you do the Bible in a year. There's just like a baptism by fire. It's also amazing because you have to cut off a lot of other things. Social media. I mean, all my lunch hours were spent reading the Bible. Early in the morning was spent reading the Bible. Late into the night was spent reading the Bible. So I'm just being consumed by scripture. There's three things I, I, I got from doing that at the end of the month. Three kind of themes, I guess. Number one is God holds a place for his people. It's very clear that God has a place for his people. And I'm not just talking about Israel or Jews or anything like that. I'm talking about you and I. God has a place for us. I am talking about Israel too, but I'm also talking about just you and I outside of that. The second thing is God holds obedience as a premium. That God doesn't really care about all the all the different things that we do. He wants us to be obedient. And the third thing is God has God is extremely merciful. And so I saw three. You know, I got three things: land, loyalty, and love. You know, that God has a place. God expects us to be loyal, and God is extremely merciful and loving. And I believe Jesus shows up and, and just affirms all that. 
that Jesus embodies that place, right? Jesus goes on to say things like, you know, even if you covet, you know, even if you lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And then Jesus obviously throughout his ministry showed immense amount of mercy, showing the love of God, right? The woman at the well, woman caught in adultery, Peter lying three times, you know, on and on. So our theology really in a lot of senses throughout the centuries and throughout the Bible has taken on, I believe, two forms, right? Progressive and permanent. We know there are things we have progressed from, right? We've progressed from animal sacrifices. We have progressed from forbidden food. Thank the Lord because I love bacon, all right? I know Muslims and Jews might have that as a forbidden food. I don't, okay? And so, um, but... So I'll just give you this question, right? What are obsolete principles and what are absolute principles? What elements of your biblical theology is progressive? What elements of your biblical theology is permanent? Let me you kind of take those two words, what's progressive and what's permanent. What is progressive in the Old Testament? What's permanent in the Old Testament? What is progressive in the New Testament? What's permanent in the New Testament? And so from Genesis to Revelation, what is progressed? What is permanent? What kind of doctrine that you have that is continuing to progress? And what doctrine in your theology from Genesis to Revelation is permanent? Maybe you could say like permanent theology is that, you know, there's one God in three persons, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus is the only way to the Father. The Bible is the authoritative word of God. You might have those like permanent things, right? And so I, I do think one of the ways you can figure out what's permanent is, to, is, is understanding what in the Bible, what does the Bible confirm holistically? What does the Bible from cover to cover confirm and affirm? And um, I believe you, you see that over the nation of Israel. And I'm not just, when I say Israel, I'm not just talking about just Jews. I'm talking about the nation of it, which if you've been to Israel, and here's my thing. With, with the war and the conflict going on between Israel and Gaza, Palestinians and, and Israelis, you really need to be taking your information and cues from people who have been living in the region, not TikTokers, YouTubers, Instagrammers, Facebookers, not people who have never... I, I would not take anybody's advice who has never been there or doesn't know anybody who has been there. And more importantly, who has lived there for more for, for a long period of time. And so that's just wisdom. Um, but for me, I, I see the importance of, of Israel in all of this in my theology as something that is from Old Testament to New Testament. And I think you can see that as well. Um, as you immerse yourself in Scripture, um, from Genesis 12, right? I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who who curse you. Um, I, I, for me, that is a that that is from God, and and to me, that 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 is not progressive. That's permanent. Um, and I think you could see in Romans 9, 10, 11, that being affirmed through Paul's writing. Um, what was interesting while we were in Israel, there's a member of Turkish parliament that stated, Israel will suffer the wrath of Allah. And he was saying some other things. Maybe you could classify those as cursing Israel. But at the end of his speech, he fell over with a heart attack. And much later, after that, he died from that heart attack. 
So I'm not saying that like God killed him or anything like that. I'm just saying the Bible says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. In my experience with Israel, the people of Israel, not just Jews. So I think sometimes we hear Israel and we think automatically think Jews. Israel is full of Muslims, Arabs, Palestinians, Christians, Jews, secular. I mean, it is a diverse place. And so I think one of the things we like when you hear apartheid state over Israel, that makes no sense to me because I've been there. I have seen Muslims that are fighting the war on behalf of Israel in IDF uniform. They're praying to Allah and they are fighting this battle against radical um, extremist Islamic um, agenda. And really beyond all this, I do believe that to some degree with anything that's war or conflict, it is political, it is geopolitical, but way beyond and deeper and beyond that, it is spiritual. And I and I'm, I'm, do not talk about these kind of things politically from my pulpit or from my platforms. I, I don't because I just we, – we serve a kingdom that is not like the kingdoms of this world. But I do, because, I do believe because of the involvement of the nation of Israel that this does merit some kind of response from me as, as a minister, as a leader, as a father, as a just citizen. And because some of the things that I saw, some of the things that I heard, some of the things I even smelled as I went through one of the kibbutzes and even one into one of the homes of a family that was absolutely slaughtered, um, I want to be on the right side of history. And I don't want to just sit around and just try to figure this out theologically and not say something. You know, during the Holocaust, there were so many who were silent that in retrospect, many people believe, even Christians in that region, could have halted, stopped, hindered what was happening in Nazi Germany. But because in fear of being political, they remain silent. So I can be at ease to address some of these things because I don't I don't believe it is merely political or geopolitical. I believe it is spiritual. This is not this is beyond just Gaza and Israel. This is beyond just Palestinians and Israelis. This is beyond Muslim and Jew. This is this is this is evil versus good. That's what this is. And it was so apparent to me when I was there in Israel. You know, in Israel, the Palestinians that live in Israel are doing just fine. Many people don't understand this, but in Israel, Palestinians, there's been, I believe, the Miss um, Israel, like pageant, you know, woman is Palestinian. There have been Palestinians on the Supreme Court of the nation of Israel. There are Palestinians who are in the Knesset, which is like the House of Representatives or like the political uh, government, government body in Israel. And so apartheid state just doesn't make any sense. I, I, I see Arabs and Muslims and Palestinians running their own businesses. 
other Israelis, Christians, Jews, whatever their background, working for them. Um, And so, and yeah, it's just a beautiful, amazing nation of a lot of diversity, uh, a lot of different faith practices. And it's just a special place. I really don't know how else to explain it. It's just extremely beautiful. The sun, for me personally, the sun in Israel shines with such a brilliance. It, I don't, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. There's just something special about Israel. So for me, I'm going to bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Um, as Genesis 12 says, as I see Apostle Paul affirming in Romans 9, 10, 11. And again, progressive or permanent, that's something that you are going to have to ask yourself. And then beyond that, I do believe it's just really important for us to understand that we have got to be on the right side of history and these kind of things. We've got to be on the right side of history. And so... Um, and also, when I was in Israel, share a few more thoughts. Um, when I was in Israel in 2022, we went to Bethlehem. Bethlehem is a Palestinian-ran area. What you experience in areas that are ran by the Israelis and the, and the regions that are ran by the Palestinians is night and day difference. That's not... That's not stereotyping. That's not nothing. That is just the facts. Completely different. There are, I have I have taken pictures with my phone. There are road signs, like, not just like handmade road signs, but like the type of road signs you would see, like, you know, on the interstate, you know, or something like that. Like government, professionally, like produced road signs in the Palestinian regions that they control, like Bethlehem, where I went to, and I saw signs that said, if you go down this road and you're Israeli, your life is in danger. There is not a single sign like anywhere likened to that in Israel. Because there's there's no defer, there's no difference in any person, nationality or religion. But in these areas that are controlled by radicals, it is. It's clear. It's out there. And for a lot of the extremists, they they completely, completely don't believe the facts of just what happened in this region as it pertains to Christ and... Um, the temples and different, I mean, even though there is <laughs> month after month, year after year, artifact after artifact that continue, there's never been one discovery that has disproved the Bible, the God of the Bible, Jesus. There's not been one. There is only month after month, year after year, generation after generation, more and more confirmation that the Bible's true. These things happen. God, you know. But for those who are extremists, 
they just think like it's just like random rocks. They just think like it's just it's none of that stuff is just real. Like it's just all made up, even though it is just absolutely proven. And so, in all of this, it's hard to. First of all, war is awful. There's innocence everywhere, and we should we should mourn and want not a single innocent life lost on all sides. Palestinian, Gaza, Israeli, Jew, Muslim, Arab, Christian, non-Christian, atheist, whatever, universal, it doesn't matter. No one should have to lose their life, innocent life, because of all this. It's awful. It's terrible. Um, but those extremists and those extreme actions that happened on October 7th conducted by Hamas um, were some of the most barbaric, savage things we have ever seen in history. I mean, way worse than what the Nazis did, way worse than what ISIS did, and those two groups did terrible things. But the stories and the things that I heard from eyewitness accounts are some of the most. I, I don't even understand. I don't even think some of the, like some of the things I heard that I don't even. Maybe I'll repeat in in the future episodes. Just so people know how graphic and how unbelievably savage these things were. I don't. I don't even think you can do anything more worse. I don't think there's anything you can do that's worse than the things that I heard. And so, and for the extremists, a two-state solution is not going to work. Ceasefires have not worked because they haven't, they haven't ceased their firing. Even just giving all the nation over is not going to work. They want okay so here's the other thing Hamas has killed moderate Muslims it's killed Christians it's killed Jews it's killed anybody that is not extreme radical <laughs> terrorism so there, there, there's no negotiating with that there's no a peace treaty or coming up to some kind of solution or agreement they don't want an agreement they want the death they want the blood of anybody who isn't radical and extreme on their like they are and so because of that it just kind of causes a lot of issues and dilemma in the midst of it so we continue to pray for peace peace for israel peace for jerusalem peace for the middle east peace for muslims peace for arabs Peace for Jews and Christians and non-Christians and peace for every ethnic group, peace for every religious group in the Middle East. And yeah, I'll leave you with those few thoughts. Again, peace is something you have to pursue. It is something you have to go and find and get. It's not just going to happen. You're going to have to do some digging up, some studying and really begin to ask yourself what from Genesis to, Revel Genesis to Revelation is progressive and what is permanent. And I believe God will lead you 
uh, into his truth. And and uh, thank you again for joining in episode 74. And uh, don't ever forget, a good start envisions the end result.